Welcome to Fuel for Today, curated audio content from Pastor Bogdan Kipko. We are confident this will fuel your faith in the one who gives faith. If you have breath in your lungs, God has a plan for your life, a plan that is far better, bigger, and immensely more than anything you have ever imagined. I'm going to ask you guys a question, and it's a very contemplative question, and I want all of you guys to kind of think through um, this particular, um, just ponder and contemplate it. As you guys were moving into 2014, and as maybe some of you guys are making resolutions or not, or maybe you've already abandoned all of them, um, whatever it is that that you guys were thinking about, um, think of that one thing or that one experience or that one person that you think that if you have that in 2014, you will be a very happy person. You're going to be a very satisfied person. You're going to be a very joyous person. You're going to be somebody who is absolutely experiencing life to the fullest. Think of what is that? What is that for you? I don't know what it is for, for you, but I know some of those things that I was thinking about, I was, I was moving into 2014. And so for you, it might be an experience that you're thinking of having in 2014. Maybe it's an event that you're going to partake in. Maybe it's um, a material possession that you want to purchase and you're just like, I cannot wait till I get that. I didn't get my shiny red Lexus on Christmas, so maybe it's going to come in 2014. And so this is the, the, I want you guys to think, what was it that you were thinking about? That experience or that friendship or, or the job that you want to get or the career that you want to get or, or maybe you're moving into 2014 with a lot of uncertainty. You don't know the future. You're very perplexed about the future. You don't know what it holds and you're coming into this year and you're very, very confused and you're thinking, man, if I just had that one thing, if I just was with that one person, if, I just, if my bank account was this particular balance, if my car was this particular year, my life would be complete. You know, if we're really honest with ourselves, every single one of us had something like that. And it's going in through our mind right now. And the reason that we're starting with Colossians, the reason we're starting with Jesus plus nothing equals everything is I want to prove to you with the Bible, from the Bible, that anything you could have thought of, it cannot bring you such pleasure and such joy and such, such satisfaction than what Jesus can bring. And that's the entirety of this particular letter that Paul wrote to the Colossians. To, to the Colossians. Now, here's what... Um, is going on with this particular, uh, with this particular letter. Um, this is a church that was not planted by Paul. We know Paul was a church planter. Paul was a writer. He wrote 13 books of the New Testament. But this particular church was not planted by Paul. However, it was planted by somebody who became a believer when Paul was preaching the gospel um, to the Ephesians in Ephesus. And if you guys remember when we talked about the Ephesian church, um, Paul was very heavily in, involved in that. And so there was a guy named um, Epaphras who believed the gospel, who was saved by grace through his faith in Jesus. And then he traveled about 100 miles to the city of Colossus, which is where um, this particular text is taking place. So Ephesus and Colossus is about 100 miles apart. So this guy named Epaphras goes back to Colossus believes in Jesus, and he's like, look, I'm going to plant a church. And that's exactly what he does. He plants a church there. And the church is very young, it's very small, it's thriving. And here's the interesting thing about this particular city. Colos is not a very influential city. 
If you guys remember when we talked about Ephesians, we talked about Ephesus was like an LA or like a New York, a, a very central metropolis which is basically influencing the entirety of the culture. Colossus was not like that. It was a very small, very obscure city, uh, not known much. And what happened was there was a particular road that went through the city, a traveling road for merchants. And when that road was actually changed, uh, Colos lost even more of its meaning. But amidst in this particular city, there's a church, a small, very, a small, very small church that's planted by, the, um, by, by a guy named Epaphras. Now, here's what's happening. Paul wrote um, the letter to the Ephesians and also the letter to the Colossians from a jail cell in Rome. And when Paul was in this particular jail cell in Rome, he actually had the ability to have visitors come to him and to visit him. And so here's this guy, uh, Epaphras, and he realizes that there's something wrong. There's something happening in the church of Colossus that is threatening the gospel. And this particular letter, even though it was written thousands of years ago, it's very much applicable to our day and age today. And we're going to talk about that. So let me ask you a question. Um, If you found some sort of imminent danger and you knew that the people around you, your friends or your family was in imminent danger of their life, how far would you travel without a plane or a car or any moving transportation that you and I are used to, how far would you travel to let somebody else know about it? Well, our friend Epaphras, who planted this church in Colos, found it um, worthy enough to travel over a thousand miles to go to Rome. And why would he want to go to Rome? Because the Apostle Paul was there. And the Apostle Paul was like their spiritual father. And the reason that Epaphras even believed in the gospel, because Paul preached it, he believed it, and now he realizes there's these issues that are going in the ch- on in the church in close. And so Epaphras goes on this long journey, over a thousand miles, to visit Paul in Rome. When he gets there, he tells Paul, all the different things that are going on. And so Paul pens this particular letter and sends it off to Colossus. Now, this letter is talking about the preeminence of Jesus Christ. Now, when we talk about, when we talk about Paul and we talk about what he does with the gospel, we're looking at a guy who was a murderer turned martyr. Apostle Paul is this towering figure in history. A guy goes from uh, killing Christians to creating Christians. If you guys remember, he was Saul before. He was a Pharisee of Pharisees. He was closing churches. He was putting Christians in jail until he met Jesus on the road to Damascus. And that's when Jesus is like, okay, Paul, I'm, uh, okay, Saul, I'm done with you doing what you're doing. Now you're going to be on my team. So Jesus flips the script, gives Paul a brand new jersey. Paul puts it on there before he was on team anti-Jesus. Now he's team Jesus and he's writing 13 letters 2,000 years later. You and I are reading them today and Paul stands as a towering figure in history. And you know these 13 letters that Paul wrote, Colossians, which is one of them, it is such a treasure that even if you and I got one letter from Paul, pick any letter, it would be enough for us. We wouldn't be able to plumb the depth of how amazing uh, Paul is and what he writes about in terms of Jesus. And the great thing about Paul is that, if you remember, he was shipwrecked, he was beaten, he was arrested, he was persecuted. A whole bunch of different difficulties happened to him. As you and I start 2014, difficulties are not in if, it's a when. They're inevitable. But here's the crazy thing about Paul. Every time a difficulty happened to Paul, he found it as an opportunity to advance the gospel. 
Every single time he went to jail, every single time he was persecuted, every single time he was oppressed, every single time he had no food, no clothing, no shelter, people rejecting him, people oppressing him, people reviling him, every single time. You know what he said? He's like, hmm, I'm in a difficult situation. It's time again for the gospel to be real and alive in my life. Every single time Paul went through a difficult situation, he pressed into the gospel and it was an opportunity for him to see how much, how much real, more real Jesus is than he ever thought before. And that's my goal in my life and in your life in 2014. As we go into this particular text, every difficult opportunity, every frustration, every uncertainty, every even catastrophe that you and I are going to change, it's an opportunity for you and me to say, you know what? I want to see the gospel more clearly. I want to love Jesus more passionately. I want to share him with other people more faithfully. And that's exactly what the author of this particular epistle did. And so here's the issue that was happening in the city of Colos. These people believed in the gospel, believed in Jesus, and were going fine. And then people crept into the church and started adding things, okay? Here's what happened. They started saying, well, Jesus is great, but you need a whole bunch of other different things, right? So this is Jesus plus gospel that they were trying to preach, which stands in stark contrast to what Paul preached. So people were saying, it's Jesus plus these traditions that you guys have to follow, and then you're going to be accepted by God. It's Jesus plus good behavior, and then God will love you. It's Jesus plus these rituals that, that come from Eastern mysticism that you guys have to follow, and then God will love you. It's Jesus plus a bunch of Jewish rituals and a bunch of holidays that you have to observe, and then Jesus will love you. And so what happened was this false gospel crept into the church, and this letter is a direct response to the church in Colossus to say that nothing else will satisfy your desire for success and for pleasure and for satisfaction more than Jesus will in his particular gospel. And it's a proven thing. And it's proven in this particular context. And so what happened in Colossus, which is very much happening in our world today, is we are bombarded by promises of salvific um, uh, uh, um, character, which means that when you and I go out into this world, mass media and culture and Hollywood, maybe our employers, maybe our coworkers, maybe our unbelieving friends, we're bombarded by these particular messages that are, that are saying, do this and you're going to be happy. Look like this and everyone will love you. Have this amount of money and then you'll be accepted. Drive this particular car and then you'll be happy. Eat this particular food and you'll get a six pack. All these different types of promises are bombarding us every single day. And here's the thing. Here's the one underlying notion among all these different promises. They're offering us a salvation. But here's the problem. All those things will crumble under the weight of our desire to be satisfied because nothing can fulfill us more than Jesus Christ. And that's what's happening in this particular church. So go with me to Colossians chapter 1. We're going to be in the first two verses today. And here's how Paul starts this particular letter. Here's what he says. He says, Paul, he obviously introduces himself because the church didn't really know him well. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother. Timothy was most likely his secretary that was writing for him. To the saints and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossus, grace to you and peace 
from God our Father. Now, here's what Paul is saying. Paul is saying, I'm writing this particular letter to you. And he's saying, I'm an apostle of Christ Jesus. Paul is not saying, look, hey guys, I know you receive a lot of letters. And this is another type of letter that I want you to read and probably forget the minute after you check it. Not at all. Paul says, I'm an apostle of Christ Jesus. Paul is basically positioning his authority that he's writing from Jesus Christ and that the words that he's saying are so important that people must listen to what he has to say. Not only that, but Paul says, I'm an apostle sent to you to write this particular letter. And I love the the way that Paul says, by the will of God. Paul says, the letter I'm writing to you, it's the will of God. God wanted that to happen. And here's what I want to say to every single one of us sitting here listening to this today. You are not an accident. The reason that you're sitting in this particular building, listening to this particular text, on this particular day, in the history, is God ordained. God knew that. God had a plan. God put you in this particular time frame in history to fulfill a particular purpose. It is not a coincidence that you came to church today. It is not a coincidence that you heard of the Slavic church. It is not a coincidence that you're listening to Colossians chapter 1 verses 1 and 2. It's not a coincidence that you're listening to this message that Jesus plus nothing equals everything. You know what else is not a coincidence? We're sitting right here on earth in the midst of this crazy solar system that is spinning at a, over a thousand miles a, a minute, I hope my astrology is right. An hour, thank you. Thank you for Wikipediaing that. And it's not a coincidence that this is something that you and I are experiencing. It's the will of God. And so when you're thinking of your life in general, and you're thinking about your job and your career and your relationships and your community group, even your health or your financial situation or whatever it is, it's not a coincidence. God works all these things in His unique purpose to fulfill His unique plan in your unique life. So you and I are on mission, and the goal for us is to realize what this mission is. And the mission is for us to be satisfied so much in Jesus that nothing else gives us more pleasure than that. Thank you for listening to this curated audio content from Pastor Bogdan Kipko. We hope that you were encouraged and inspired by this message. Bogdan is personally convinced that whatever fills your mind fuels your life. It is his life goal to help you faithfully follow Jesus. For more information, please visit fuelforlife.tv.